Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios at Iron Mager Brewing in Marietta, Georgia. We're doing a special show this week. We, we had some, uh, we're going to call it technical difficulties with our guest, Brian. So we're doing a fifth segment for our podcast listeners. If you're a radio listener, you're going to get an encore episode of one of our most popular shows. And Brian, I think I'm trying to decide between Stan Hieronymus show, which was very popular, our homebrew off flavors episode. Oh yeah. And our Belgian beer episode with Craig Torres. Craig Torres. Yes. Hop City. Hop City. So I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Brian Hewitt, and we're doing this fifth segment encore thing. So this is cool. This is cool. You know, I'm trying to decide which of those three segments I like the most, or which of those three shows I like the most. The Stan Hieronymus is very compelling. In their their own way, Brian. They all have their... But Belgian beer is delicious. Belgian beer is delicious. Yes. Yeah. So I'm interested. They're all great episodes. We'll we'll make a last minute call on which show goes out there. So an encore presentation. You know what? I actually have a Belgian beer that I brought. A Trappist beer. It's not Belgian. I'm sorry. It's a Trappist beer. Travis, what beer did you bring? It's uh, it's Tre Tre Fontaine. It's it's actually an Italian Trappist beer. Actually, Tre Fontaine. Tre Fontaine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we did. He's quite the athlete. He is very much so. (laughs) So Brian, a busy week. Sure. We'll keep form here a little bit. Okay. Let's do. We're going to talk about what we did, and we're going to talk about uh, the news. Some you've got some news stories for us. I do. Yes. So this week we helped celebrate seven years with Monday Night Brewing. Went to their anniversary party, which is a great one. We've been, I think, the last four years. At least, yeah. I think we've been to the anniversary parties. Now, this was the first one that they did at their garage location in in Atlanta. And if you are not in Georgia, the garage is their second facility on Atlanta is a Beltline, a big walking trail and biking trail that, that circles the city. And it's a massive just a massive space there. Such a great place to have. It's huge. A big party. It is huge. huge. Absolutely. So, but they had uh, a lot of beers on. Uh, I think that's tremendous. I think number, that's yes. tremendous or a lot. One of those two. Yes. One of those sure. two. They had an apple brandy barrel aged Tears of My Enemies. Indeed. Which is Imperial Stout, which was phenomenal. And their anniversary beer, Tie 7 On, yes. is a, uh, I think they call it a sour IPA with Brett. I believe that's right. Yeah. But yeah, that was like, great. I, I think they had, was it seven hops and seven grains in that? I, Is that what they, I, I believe that's so. What the, I talked to Peter Kiley, uh, their, their head brewer, and Peter was explaining to me that as they got older, it became harder to stick to styles <laughs> and use all those grains and hops to uh, to do that for their anniversary beers because that's what they've done you know, each year. Four grains, four hops, five grains, 
five hops. At so. a certain point, they're going to run out of grain I'm varieties. looking forward to their 20th anniversary. That's right. <laughs> That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. So I also got a chance to stop by Burnt Hickory Brewery uh, here in Kennesaw. They've just remodeled their tasting room. The, the way they were set up was pre-SB85, pre-New Georgia beer laws. Sure. And it was kind of crowded. They weren't really set up as a place to hang out and drink beers and that. You know, that's uh, that just wasn't uh, conducive to the business model here in Georgia. But they did remodel it. They added kind of two new beer bar tops and some stools and that. And I'm not going to talk too much about them because I think we're going to have them on here in the next month or so. Yes. Uh, but I got to try their new Pilsner called the Revival which I thought was really good. Really nice, clean Pilsner, which was excellent. It had a digits, Brian. Oh, the, yes. The Blood Orange IPA. Which I did is love the Blood Orange. A yes. good drinker. So. Now, Brian, of course, you hung with me at the Monday night party. What was your favorite beer there? You know, it's interesting uh, thinking about that because that you, you've got the Tears of My Enemies variations. You've got all the, the various things, the apple brandy and the scotch barrel and the bourbon barrel and the situational ethics, which I think people have forgotten about because the Tears of My Enemies... Also awesome, but seriously, my favorite beer there, or the one I enjoyed drinking the most and went back for at least seconds of, was Thai Seven On, their anniversary beer. Yes. I re- that really spoke at to me at the time. At least seconds? Well, I wore at least one of them. Not, not my fault. I but, seem to remember that. What yeah. happened? <laughs> that you got... I think there was some animated talking happening, and somebody was gesturing, and somebody else was holding and a pint boom. of it. And uh, I have a picture of it, and okay. I've got a guy posing next to a very wet leg. Oh, so yes. yes, and that was the beer. That Is was that the why beer. Your leg well, was... I was also excited, but it was yes. mostly the beer. Okay, yes. cool. and, and you know what, Brian? We want to introduce someone who's been hanging behind the scenes with us here for a okay. little bit. And I think I think Sam's more comfortable maybe behind the scenes. Is that right, Sam? Yeah, I don't talk a lot. Okay, but we have Sam Kempe here. Sam is our audio engineer. Hey, everybody, he's, he's working the wheels of steel keeping things going there for us but we figured this exciting little fist segment here would be a good time to get him in and and get his thoughts and sam's currently drinking one of our beers of the week yes. he's stepping a locals only from monday night brewing which uh this is going to come out saturday so they released it yesterday mm-hmm. at yes. the brewery. so what do you think of that one sam it's uh hoppy juicy and gnarly is that is that your yeah, <laughs> what do you think <laughs> sam he's, you know what he's he'd be great it's working nice, marketing subtle. what do you think of this unfiltered, just, like just it. read the label <laughs> sam yeah. just read the label it's an unfiltered ipa no i, I really okay. like it it's great are you a northeast Full ipa citrus. unfltered yeah. hazy yeah, kind of ipa i'm tired of the citrusy west coast thing okay yeah yeah cool. i want it to be like malty hazy have some body to it yeah you, you know there's a trend now kind of going back the other way of people who want those bitey west coast ipas mm-hmm. back so Brian, you're on that boat, aren't you? Oh, I totally am. Yeah. What's your equal opportunity, right? You like you like kind of like both? I really like I like all the variations. IPA has got so many different variations. How you got West Coast, you got like East Coast, which is a precursor to New England. You've got New England, you got milkshake IPA, and then you've got IPAs with sparkles in it, and now you have brute IPA. I like them all, but I kind of I'm kind of wanting to get away from some of the haze and getting so back I'm a little gonna, bit more West Coast. I'm going to ask you a question, and you can only answer yes or no. No. Okay. <laughs> Are all of these beers IPAs? Yes. Okay. All right. All of those were IPAs. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's been debated, you know, with with all the variant variations that were taken it's been debated as to whether or not these all really classifies as ipas as a guy who always enjoyed making experimental beers based on existing styles i'm going to give them all the benefit about the doubt and call them all ipas okay even those weird ones that barely taste like beer um, you got a little bit of hops in there if that's one of your main flavor components 
I'm still going to call it an IPA. Now, some of them, oh man, it's that's a tough call. It's, tough call. Like, it, it's the darn beard near a smoothie has spoken. That's yes, right. Milkshakes. Right. Yes. Now, see, I like the milkshake. IPAs. I love, I'm, I'm, love I'm all about IPAs. those, but yeah. you remember the one we had up at Heaven and Ale in Chattanooga, the Hop Kush? Yes. Yeah. So just a little bit of the milkshake component, a little touch of the lactose, lots of fruit in that. I like those. I, I don't want a smoothie IPA. Um, you know, I've, I've drank some of those, enjoyed them for what they were, but if I'm ever thinking I want a beer, much less an IPA, just a beer, I'm not going to go for a smoothie beer, you know, that but is the hot true. Kush was the, to me was the perfect balance of all of that. I really like what they did with that one. They have done some really good stuff up there at Heaven and Ale, and uh, I, I I like that a lot. And I would still, I mean, I'm still calling that an IPA as a guy who's started drinking IPAs when there was only West Coast IPA. I still consider it an IPA, and I'd like to see more of the West Coast style, but I don't think there's anything wrong with any of the styles, Tim. I like, no, I like them all. Okay. I do. Equal opportunity, right? I am. I am very equal I don't necessarily dislike any of them, but, you know, the argument has been made calling you know, the super hazy, juicy IPAs, call them IPAs that we get to a point to where you don't have a clear definition uh, of expectations. That's true. And, and I've heard a lot of people who are newer or maybe not as embedded in craft beer say that, that they, they're, they're hesitant to pick up a beer that says hazy IPA or Northeast IPA because they're not sure what's going to be in there. Is there going to be lactose? Is there going to be fruit? Is there going to be glitter, Brian? There could be glitter. Um, if it's in a smoothie machine, my guess is uh, glitter or a slushy machine. You know, it's the problem. I don't think the problem is with the style so much. It's that people misuse the terms. If it, if it's hazy, I think so, I think people sometimes get approval for labeling on cans where they intend to make a hazy beer does not come out hazy, or they intend to make a I don't know, whatever it is, but the end result isn't quite there. So the use, the usage of the labels, unless you're very strict about it, can be misleading and disappointing to people who are expecting to get exactly what you say sure, they're getting. Absolutely. If it's not a New England IPA, if it doesn't have that softness to it, don't call it that. Right. And it could be a fantastic beer. But sure. if you're, I've used this analogy before, let's say you have a glass of uh, iced tea. But in your head, you think you have a glass of Coca-Cola. I think we've all done that. You're Mentally, you reach down for your glass, and for a second there, you think it's something else. And mm -hmm. you take a sip of it, and you're, it freaks you out for a second. It throws you completely and off. And it's not that it's bad iced tea or anything. You were just mentally expecting Coca-Cola. Oh, absolutely. So once you, can, once you can tune yourself back into the fact that it's a glass of iced tea, you can enjoy some of that good southern sweet tea, which is probably very close to like smoothie IPA as far as teas go. Yeah, probably so, so. Down here in the dirty south. I have definitely had stuff that was billed as a New England IPA to drink it, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's not only not even East Coast, that's straight up West Coast. I'm like, it's a shock. It's, it is. It's a little, you're not used, you're not expecting And it. when they first came to Georgia, and we're seeing this with the brood IPAs right now, with yeah. people interpreting this new style coming over here. When they first came to Georgia, I think almost every quote unquote northeast ipa was a hybrid you still had that that bitter backbone you sure. know some pininess some bitterness uh it wasn't as smooth now we have quite a few breweries now that i think have have nailed that style pretty well you know have done some really good things with it but there for a while man if you got something expecting you know some treehousey kind of northeast ipa you were gonna get disappointed <laughs> yeah, here in good sure. old atlanta 
I'm still wondering if it's okay for brute IPAs to be hazy. What do you think there, Tim? I don't, I don't know. See, I've read, I'm going off reading articles and I think I've drank five or six now that are Southern made brute IPAs. But, uh, I think the style originated like Northern California or California somewhere out there. I want to say San Francisco actually, okay. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think so. But think the ones so. I've seen, these beers are supposed to be fairly, almost look like water. I mean, the ones yes. I've seen that are being shown as descriptive, you know, of the style there. Um, but all of the ones I've tried, they've just been totally different. They I don't have, know what to expect. Yeah. I don't know, Brian. I just don't know anything anymore. Well, I think it's interesting that one of the tenets of it, I think, is to use the amylase en- enzyme. And, uh, of course, people are saying, well, this beer is drying up. We didn't use we it. We didn't so. use it. Yeah. And. I, I mean, I guess I understand that, but I think that dry enough isn't quite the idea of the style. We're well, looking for bone dry. Right. Like if you're looking for something left. at like, you know, drier than water, you know, yes. below a one <laughs> gravity, you know, you got to drive it. And there's going to be a big difference between a 1.04 gravity and a 0.99. Yeah. You know, or and some of them are there, finishing so. at 0.99. Seriously. Right. Sam, have you, have you explored the brood IPAs yet? No, not at all. I haven't had one. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're interesting. I'm enjoying the adventure mm-hmm. of looking around and seeing what's out there. You know, finding them. I enjoyed the one that, again, back to heaven and L, they did an Atlanta launch, and the one they had was really nice. Um, I like the one that Monday night did, but it was probably the furthest from what I know of the style. Right. Oh yeah, the that brute was, force. Yeah, I think was it was brute theirs? force, kind of a a Cezanne deal, right? Yeah. A little bit on that side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what, Tim? I think it's time for Truck and Taps Beers of the Week. Brian, as always, we've got some great beers to drink on, or we hope they're great beers. we got new beers. New beers. So we're going to check them out there. From Creature Comforts, we have their new pills and our goodie pills. From Monday night, the locals only that we just talked about, their unfiltered IPA. And we also have their mischief-managed peach version, Ooh. which is a new one on that. So uh, the locals only just released mischief manage is releasing i think the 22nd and brian you brought us a little canadian flavor right we got a bellwoods yes a bellwoods uh donkey venom i think that's right donkey i didn't venom. know donkeys were venomous uh if you find the right kind if you find and the they right have kind. to be up in canada i think and this is apparently a brett barrel aged porter yes that's my understanding right. yes very good so brian let's find out what's happening in the news well you know tim big beer just can't catch a break these days Miller Coors is pulling the plug on two hats after just six months. So you might be wondering, as I was, what the heck is two hats? It's a light beer made that was targeting the 21 to 24 demographic, and it came in lime and pineapple flavors. Where have we heard this before? Uh, Anyway, so it was a lighter beer, 4.2%, and it was cheap, which is kind of one of the big selling points. I Uh, found out that they launched this beer from the press release of them discontinuing the beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's how I heard about it. And to be honest, that's how I learned about it too. But uh, it's just too good a story not to, to pass up. So they didn't use traditional advertising in this beer, which is why you probably didn't hear about it. Okay. They went out uh, on social media and used so-called influencers. And I'm really air quoting as hard as I can right now. You're going to break your fingers. Oh my, Yeah, they're in such pain right now. And uh, they did some tasting at beer events. And uh, the advertising has a strong fellow kids feel to it tim and i think that the that kids, doesn't surprise me the kids that saw through that me. so well they either brian were not connected with the influencers <laughs> or they didn't do very good choosing their influence no, they picked the very wrong influencers uh, yeah. so anyway the decision was made to pull the pull uh 
the resources from the brand because Miller and Coors Light are getting hammered in a bad way. They've lost about 5% in the last quarter, uh, each of them, and uh, they're going to refocus their resources on those. I'm hoping, Tim, that they can refocus some of the resources to putting the key back in Keystone. Maybe they can, Brian. That was a good one. Yes. Can we give Kate a little, yeah. nice. little, round of little golf clap? Thank Brian. you. Thank you very much. You Thank don't you. get a golf clap for yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, I, I wanted to add some depth to the golf <laughs> okay. clap. A little, right. uh, so we've got some news that's just the complete opposite in just about every way. We've got Canarchy Craft Brewing Collective. They are up 15% so far this year, which means they are outpacing the rate of growth in craft beer market as a whole, that they were growing at 5%. We talked about that last week. And I think a lot of this growth is probably part of their, or due to their aggressive acquisitions of breweries lately, including Deep Ellum and Three Weavers in the past couple of months. But there's also the whole 63% growth in Cigar City's high lie sales. That is the third best-selling canned craft beer in the U.S. right now. No kidding. No How kidding. About that? No kidding. What's one and two, Brian? You knew I was going to ask you that, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I didn't until this very moment, and I'm like, I regret my decisions See? in life. Yeah, I should have yeah. looked into that. But they also, and I don't know the other 30, but they also sell four of the top 30 best-selling craft six-packs in the U.S. as well with their acquisitions. So they, they are running the table kind of right now. So for those of people, those of you who don't know, Canarchy includes breweries like Oscar Blues, Cigar City, Deep Ellum, Perrin, Three Weavers, Wasatch, and Squatters. And in some out-of-this-world beer news, Illinois-based Crystal Lake Brewing has brewed a collaboration beer with a 91-year-old physicist. That's right, a 91-year-old physicist. The beer is named Parker Solar Pale Ale, and it was brewed to celebrate the launch of the NASA Parker Solar Probe. Who is the scientist, you might be wondering? His name is Dr. Eugene Parker, and the probe was named after him. This is the first NASA vessel that's ever been named after a guy who's still alive. Um, so apparently he discovered or was the first to theorize the existence of solar wind, and it had a huge impact on the beer world and NASA. So, Tim, yes, what Brian. hops do you think they used in this beer? Comet. Ooh, that's a good call. Galaxy. Galaxy is right. Ding, ding, ding. They okay. used Galaxy hops right. in that. So... It's unclear as to how much of this beer will actually go into distribution, but stories like this are, you know, one of the things I like about craft beer. Very the stories behind it. It's, yeah. it's always cool to see little out of the ordinary stuff or just unique things that they're doing like that. So. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more exciting than well, we shot our beer into space or we shot our hops or our malts into space. Yeah. We've got a physicist from uh, I think it's the University of Chicago who uh, discovered solar wind. He's brewing a beer with us. I'm like, all right, all right, you got something there. You really do. I hope they made him uh, grain out. On yeah. The, so. <laughs> Guest grain, grain out. Guest grain out. That's right, man. I'm that's sure it. that's a tradition everywhere. Exactly. That, that poor guy. <laughs> All right. So if you like beer, wings, football, and other things like that, I've got some good news for you. Buffalo. Well, what other things, Brian? Oh, I don't know. Uh, nachos? Yeah, nachos. Pizza? There we go. Pizza, nachos. Jalapeno poppers. That's a good call. I can't yes, say that all of those things poppers. are going to be involved in this uh, Do you know that Lay's story? has a new jalapeno, bacon-wrapped jalapeno popper flavored chip, Brian? No, but I'm really excited. You can't have them. Why can't I have them? Because you're on the diet where you're just drinking all your carbs. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... If you brought out a bag right now, I would eat them. Okay. I mean, I could totally have them today. I'm cheating today. This is the cheat day, huh? But speaking of beer, wings, and football, Buffalo Wild Wings is partnering with five breweries on bo- football-themed beers for the upcoming football season. 
The beers available will vary depending on which region you're in. Here in the Southeast, we will get one from Sweetwater called Low Hanging Fruit. In the Midwest, they're going to get one from Founders called Third and Lager. In the Northeast, Harpoon's Simcoe, the Underdog Pale Ale. In the Mountain Zone, Colorado and the like. Odell's Draft Party Milkshake IPA. I'm kind of jealous of them, honestly. And on the West Coast, Deschutes Fantasy Football League India Pale Lager. Okay. So do we know any more about this low-hanging fruit that Sweetwater is going to put out? We do not. I have not okay. been able to find much more information on it. I bet we can find out on that. We we'll probably dig could. up some info there. We could dig some stuff up. Sure, sure. So Europe is having a rough go of it this year. There is a weather-induced shortage of barley. The hot, dry weather in Europe is killing off the crops, and in some regions, barley production has been dropped by 50%. This is causing the price of barley over there to increase by nearly two-thirds. Uh, the shortage is hitting the craft beer market harder than the industrial beer market because big beer typically mixes in cheaper grains like corn and rice, whereas craft brewers are typically using all barley. The hop crops so far are unaffected by this as of now, but uh, it's been rough for them. It's been rough. Um, on top of that, Germany is facing a beer bottle shortage, which Germany. is crazy. Yes, Germany is facing a beer bottle shortage. The hotter weather has people drinking more, but they're not returning their empties fast enough. So the problem stems from a lot of breweries using custom glass bottles, very custom, that they have to order in advance, and they rely on a considerable considerable amount of returned empties for future packaging. So you can't just throw your empty bottle into a recycling bin. You have to take them back to where you got them. And oh, the problem okay. is right. there are lines for these bottle returns because there are deposits that are refunded. So you've got lines, and people are just saying, the heck with it, I'm just going to go. Uh, so why not order more bottles? As I said, custom bottles, they typically order them as much as a year in advance to get them. So wow. it's kind of a big deal. And Sounds like Germany might want to standardize their bottles. Huh? It might standardize it. I thought go to cans, but apparently German consumers don't like cans either. So. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I, you know, with uh, they're just breaking Ryan Hoskabot, you know, there some. So. Is it with cans? Is that is that kind of no? But I'm just oh. saying with the traditional, you know, the traditional brewer attitudes there and the mentality towards beer, and I'll admittedly I don't know a ton about Germany, but I know they they've stuck to that. I think there's a little variance now, but sure. I can see them being about not liking cans. The brewing, stickler brewing tradition for tradition, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you've got the special bottles. Everybody has their own special bottle. It's you you have to respect that. So. There is speculation that if this gets bad enough, some breweries will require empty bottles to buy more beer. This has been done before. Okay. Hofbrau in Munich actually did this back in 2012 when there was a shortage. So that could be on the horizon for them. And, you know, it's actually a pretty good way of solving the problem. So, hey, you want some more beer? Bring us the empties. Sounds like growler fills here. It kind of does, in, right? In the States, right? Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Brian, some good news stuff there. Always interesting to hear what's going on around the world of beer. So I've cracked open this Sophie, this 2012 Sophie. From what I recall of it, fresher. I think it's a little tartar, fruitier, or a lot fruitier than I recall it. There is a good amount of fruitiness to this. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've had a Sophie. I'm going to say it seems fruitier to is me. That which is that like super pear-y to you? Super pear-y, effervescent, very pear Yes, pear very Lots strongly pear, right? light pair. Did yeah. you get this one, Sam? Did you get this? Check this. Uh, check oh, yeah. this out. Give us your dos centavos there on that beer. So that's one I've had for a while, probably five or six years. I got it in a in a trade there. So 
decided to break that out. You know what I want to try, Brian? Could you reach behind you into the Beer Guys Radio Studios beer fridge? I will do that. And get that mischief managed for us. So and this, this is one. This is a Berliner uh, wine barrel aged peach Berliner Weiss from Monday Night Brewing releasing soon. A couple of weeks out, I think, the 22nd, if I remember correctly, uh, that that's going to release. So we're going to check this out now. What do you think of that, Sam? Yeah, a lot of pear. More Lots so, of pear, right? More on just the tons nose, of though. Just, yeah. yeah, I'm not really tasting it. Just... So I'm looking at the calendar, and it looks to me like Mischief Managed, the peach variation here, is releasing on Saturday, August 18th, 10. The 18th, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so what do you think of it, Brian? You haven't got to it yet? Am I used to hang on sip, one second? Still really? sipping on the last one there. Welcome to the team, Sam. Mm. That's how we. That's how we roll oh, yeah. here. This is how we do it. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna edit that out of the show. Yeah, please, I'm gonna please edit do that out for sure. So, Sam, has it been a little uh, surprise to you all the the tasting? We're not heavy drinkers. We're heavy tasters here. Right. No, I, I prefer that. I like to just yeah, small just little sips of this and that. Yeah. We we always have a lot of beers to try. So it's always fun to check them out. There's a good amount of lactic tart in that. There is. Very uh, nicely. Almost uh, with the fruit and the tartness, almost yeah. like a sweet tart. Uh, sweet yes. Tart candy yeah. Kind of yeah, very much. That's tasty, though. I like that a lot. That is quite nice. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I enjoy that there's a good amount of uh, peach in the aroma as well. It's like you, you, you I can smell that it's going to be a tart beer, but I get uh, that pulpy, like heavy peach or uh, yeah, heavy fruit, heavy peach kind of aroma in it. I like that it's in both the the uh, the flavor and the yeah, aroma. Really. Yeah, that's that's a nice thing. Oh, look, it's hazy too. But I think uh, that that's about enough for this week, don't you think? I think we've covered everything really. Yeah, I've had enough of you. I've yeah, had enough of you for this week. I've had this enough of me here. too. So we're gonna wrap it up, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We do apologize that we don't have our show as scheduled. We were really looking forward to it, but sometimes these things don't work out, Brian. In over a hundred and fifty episodes, if you count our special episodes. This is the first time that uh, we haven't been able to deliver. So I don't think that's uh, too bad of a track record. Yes, but now we're going to have to start that counter at zero again. Tim. Like the thing you hang on the wall. That's right. The lost time accident. That's right. There. Oh, man. <laughs> we were doing so well. Such a good track record. But next week, we're excited. We're going to be talking to Against the Grain Brewery out of yes. Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they've got a brewery and smokehouse up there. So we're looking forward to checking that out. Please do like and subscribe to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.